I got some good, good, de- good, good details this week. Good. I don't know. Good. I, good. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What I don't saying. even, I don't even at this point, I don't even look at your research. I except do it the night before. I know. That's the only time. That's the only reason I look at it is so I could see if you filled it out or not. And for the last three days, I've been checking yours. I'm like, he's not even, he's not even ready. I, uh, I have a joke about, um, that I've been working on. That's really good. Uh, and I've been really enjoying it. I've been, I like spent some time writing last week. I, I wrote for like an hour and I have two great new bits and I'm like, literally all it takes for me to not hate myself in comedy is to spend just a little bit of time writing. And then suddenly I get good ideas. Like I, I, I think I wrote like 15 hours this past week. Oh I've been gosh. writing a ton. That's insane. Yeah. Cause I want to be good at this. I'm tired of being very, very <laughs> mediocre. <laughs> well, see my issue is, is like I work all day and then after work, I either go to the gym or I immediately start going to Mike's yeah. and I don't just make that time. Like I, I, I need to set a boundary where I just set like one, one evening a week. I'm just going to say no to going to Mike's with people and then just yeah, like sit down and write. But, uh, welcome to small town radio. <laughs> room noise. We need to get room noise. Welcome to Small Town Radio. I am your host, Maxim. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to stop doing the intro. We should... We well, should just record a good one one time and then just <laughs> insert it so I don't have to deal with this. That's Maxim's goal once he learns how to edit. He's just going to record bits and pieces of me going on stage and do it, taking different intro pieces. <laughs> I'm going to cut together your intro from lots of different sources, like a, like a kidnapper's note made from magazine clippings. Okay, I was thinking about this, and this might end up being a joke later on, but kidnapping is, doesn't describe the crime well. Yeah, what's the napping bit of that? I, I don't know. I think I... I think I tried to look it up and then got bored. Like kidnapping makes more sense. Like, oh, you nabbed. I don't I, know. I feel like the way it came about, though, is the first trial of a kidnapper. And they're like, well, what happened? He was like, well, the kid was napping, so I took him. I really think that's how it might have come about. Yeah. I don't. Assuming I don't really it'd be think it's difficult that's. to take a kid when he's not when they're not <laughs> napping. Um, good. It's always good to start off a show talking about kidnapping. Yeah. It's a <laughs> really high note there. Uh, um, my name is Connor though. Thank God. I'm here. I am a comedian. I live in New York. I'm from New Hampshire. We're recording before Thanksgiving. This will come out after, but I'm excited to go home. We talked a lot about Thanksgiving last week. Uh, I am a freelance audio producer. It means I can make your podcast for you with equipment and editing software and, um, uh, you can find this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, it's Small Town Spotify. Radio, Spotify, uh, should I keep on droning? No. Um, I think that's pretty good. You could just stay quiet the rest of the episode. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, uh, my name is Maxim and I'm a, also a comedian, but I don't have any of the technical skills that Connor does yet. So I don't have, uh, I can't help you with anything except for maybe writing jokes. Am I allowed to talk now? Yeah, you're allowed to talk oh, now. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> the ban is over. Ban lifted. But yeah, um, I got some, got some good stuff this week. Um, We're on a show coming up. We'll be on oh, the yeah. show the weekend after this comes out. Yeah, well, December 6th at mm-hmm. the Hotel RL in Brooklyn. I don't know the time. Uh, the flyer should be coming out soon. And we'll share it on Instagram. Yeah, you'll which see is it. ST Radio. At ST Radio Pod. Right. Yeah, so we'll, we're going to be on a show together. Um, come and um, cheer for us and throw your panties on stage and the stuff that normally happens at comedy shows. <laughs> I... Uh, I- uh, this is also, I'm going to bring in the A-list cause I got a show, uh, the 13th and that I, so I just want to have a, like a, a good run of the, those jokes beforehand. Mm. So it's going to be good. Nice. I, uh, I've been going to Mike's and I've been, I, every time I've been trying to work on one specific joke mm. that I've been writing for a little while and I, I have been sprinkling, sprinkling in the older pieces too. Cause I want to keep them fresh in my head. So I'll have like one or two jokes uh, and like certain combinations that I try to work on. Um, and then I'll throw in the old ones mm-hmm. just kind of out of the blue to see how they feel and see if anything new comes with yeah. it. 
and in rooms that I'm like doing bad and the new jokes aren't working yet and I throw in the old one, they've been getting laughs every time, even nice. when I'm doing bad, which feels really good that like these are fallbacks. Like these are ones that I can consistently trust will make people laugh. That's good. I did I did um movie tickets for the first time since uh my show in October. Oh wow. Not the original one, just the ending with the kid in the theater. Which is really what the joke is now. Yeah, that's that's good. That's the only part that worked. <laughs> yeah, it's good. I mean, it's a, it's a good joke, and I think, um, yeah. Have you have you watched Mandalorian? Speaking of Star Wars, I have not. Okay, I wasn't going to, but then I saw the Baby Yoda memes, and now I watched the Mandalorian. <laughs> I wanted, He's so cute. I don't care. <laughs> I was looking stuff up, and I saw references to it. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I'm go- currently going through the top 20, um, standup specials. Like I'm, I'm going through it 20 to one on Vulture. And then I saw on the side, like all the clips mm-hmm. about them. I'm trying to take this comedy thing seriously. I want to, I want to get, I want to get books. I want to get, I want, I would like to make it a job. Yeah. So I, uh, that'd be cool. I'm studying, you know, you know, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm like trying to figure student. it out. Like, I feel like I do appreciate getting booked. I love, obviously getting opportunities to be on shows, but it hasn't like happened a whole lot in New York yet, which is like, I'm fine with, but I'm also like really into like, like just improving being on stage and my writing. Like I feel like I'm in a period of like, like growth with my standup. Like I feel like I'm just moving upwards so quickly in my skill that I'm like, if you book me at any point during this, I'm just going to be better like two weeks later. And like, so I'm, I don't know. I kind of, I'm kind of about the organic path. Like I'm not like, stressing about it i'm just oh no in some good good mic time the uh next year i'm gonna go i'm gonna be more aggressive because i should have a second tape that i can send out uh about getting booked on shows but right now like i know i have four or five minutes that's gonna work in Mm -hmm. almost any room um but it's i know that i really want to hone the craft and not be aggressive. Like put me on stage now when I'm still developing. Like, no, I want to make sure that I feel good and can right. put a good performance out there. Yeah, totally. Um, so yeah. Small towns, small towns. We got beefy ones as Maxim said, yeah. which he's not allowed to say. I think we've, we, we banned that. Establish that. Yeah. Because vegans, like I'm not allowed to say that's beanie, you know? Well, I, I got bean with that. <laughs> I got, um, Yeah. Yeah, no, okay, so this week what what happened was I went to research a certain small town, and then I did a lot of research on it, and then we are planning to have a guest, or our first guest on the show in a couple episodes, and this was the town they wanted to do, and I totally forgot, and then I asked Connor, I was like, hey, what's the town the guest is going to do, and he said it, and then I was like, okay, now I have to throw away like two hours of research. The reason why the guest gets pressed in is one, they're a guest, but also... She lives in this. She, that's her hometown. Yeah. yeah so, so I totally messed up. Yeah. Um, but so instead, that's what I happens did, when you prepare early. You yeah. just make mistakes. Yeah, if you right. prepare late, okay. you never mess up. <laughs> so instead, I got a, a town that was recommended to me by my brother because he's been listening to the show. Shout out to Logan. And he was like, he was like, I really want to find a, a town for you to do. And then he told me about one, and that's the one I'll do today. But first, I have a little special sum sum that I want to start with up top. This is more for you. I I I glanced again a peek. Connor cheated and looked at my research, so this is not going to be very surprising for him. Which is well, I didn't read bullshit. it, but I will act more surprised. All right, let's really crank up, crank it up in here. All right, what? So, yeah, what is it? What What are we learning about? Okay, so basically, what happened is over in the last few episodes you know we go okay the population was this as of the 2010 census but there's an estimate for like 2016 or 2018 like where do they get that data from so i was doing a bunch of research trying to figure out how they come up with the population estimates like if if there's like local censuses or other stuff that somehow make it so it's not on the decade mark you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i did not find an answer to that (laughs) <laughs> I really tried and I could not figure it out. So instead, I have facts about the census. Facts. Facts. So this is like a, like, obviously it's not about towns, but this is just about population in general. So it's time for a census discussion. 
All right. And I'm just I've gonna... decided to make Maxim laugh through facial expression <laughs> as he says it. He's blinking at me like he's like he's falling asleep. No, I want to be like a you know like the the cartoon animals that blink their eyes and you hear the blink blink. Oh, okay. That's what I'm aiming for. Okay. Oh, it's not working. All right. I'm not gonna look his direction while I read this. So uh, some census facts. Here we go. <laughs> okay. He's looking at me pretty hardcore. All right. So. The census is actually in the U.S. Constitution, in Article 1, Section 2. Representatives and direct taxes shall be apportioned amongst the several states according to the representative numbers. The actual enumeration shall be made within three years after the first meeting of Congress of the United States and within every subsequent term of 10 years. So the Constitution, he's licking his lips now, folks. Uh, The Constitution was basically like, because we get taxed based on the number of people and how how we represent, we're going to say we do a census every 10 years after the first meeting of Congress. So, And that's how we get the population. And that's why gerrymandering and like the whole like the whole uh, counting um, uh, illegal immigrants or non non U.S. citizens on the census is such a big issue because right. if you count them. You, your your area, your district can get more representatives, mm-hmm. but if you don't count them, you're you're you would have less representatives uh, potentially. Right, right. Cool. So, fact number one: censuses in the Constitution. They had a plan. Like, How are we going to do this? Um, fact number two: the ancient Egyptians were the first to do a census somewhere between two thousand and seventeen hundred BC. Doesn't have a census on how many of them passed away. No, should be. Pretty uh, easy to figure out. All but one. All but one? Who's the remaining? I don't know. Oh, okay. It's some mummy. Some ghost mummy. Um, but they, they, they did the census to estimate taxes, as we do, and to determine individual fitness for military service. So, yeah, you know, you have everyone come in. They, like, you, you count heads, and you're like, hey, you look like you could fight. You got to do the thing. You got to stop with the faces, all right? This is hard. I'm trying to have a discussion here. <laughs> okay, he's opening his mouth on the microphone. I don't I don't like this. I don't like this at all. <laughs> I was trying to mime eating the microphone. Oh, okay. You didn't actually try to put the microphone in your mouth. No, I wasn't going to do that. This is my equipment. Yeah. Maybe once you get your mics, I'll uh I'll try and actually <laughs> eat it. <laughs> But yeah, so okay. the e- Egyptians. Egyptians were the first to do a census. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the earliest preserved censuses was held in China in 2 AD during the Han Dynasty. And it's still considered by scholars to be quite accurate. The population was registered as having 57,671,400 people in 12,366,470 households. Those are some very exact numbers. And also, I like to point out the population of China at this point is 57 million, which I think in a previous episode we discussed that. Oh, no. No, wait. In this episode, we're going to discuss <laughs> the population of the United States at a certain time. Um, yes, yeah, so hang on to that a little bit there. Um, the Bible actually men- mentions taking a census, which is I, I had no idea, which is fascinating to me. Um so the, the quote is from Exodus thirty eleven to thirty sixteen. Um, the Lord spoke to Moses, when you take a census of the is- is- Israelites to register them at registration, all of them shall be given a ransom for their lives to the Lord so that no plague may come upon them for being registered. This is what each one who is registered shall give half a shekel according to the shekel of the sanctuary in parentheses, the shekel is 20. Gariffs. I don't know what that is. Half a shekel as an offering to the Lord. Each each one who is registered from 20 years old and upward shall give the Lord's offering. The rich shall not give more and the poor shall not give less than the shekel. When you bring this offering to the Lord, make atonement for your lives. You shall take the atonement money from the Israelites and shall designate it for the service of the tent of meeting before the Lord as it will be a reminder to the Israelites of the ransom given for your lives. So basically their census is everyone brings in a shekel and the money goes to supporting their like church. I feel like the use of ransom yeah, may ran- have changed over the years. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, yeah. God back then was like, yeah, you you give me a shekel or I hit you with a lightning bolt or something. <laughs> <laughs> he was the Old Testament God didn't fuck around. Uh, but yeah, like so I thought that was like 
Yeah. Super interesting. Like it's, we didn't um, learn what we needed to, but we, we learned enough. Yeah, we got even more sense. We can still friends. go to the, the rallies, the the the, 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 G, the the Democratic candidate rallies and ask questions. I feel like that's good. Yeah. we More questions. I'm glad that the census in the United States is not, oh, if you don't participate, the Lord's going to strike <laughs> you down and bring plague upon you. <laughs> yeah, I wonder how that word has changed. Ransom. Because that's not... What it meant? I don't think it's what it meant at all. Yeah, he's <laughs> fingers crossed. All right. Um, in the United States, the Census Bureau has twelve had twelve regional offices until 2013. Now there's only six because of the internet. Oh, I was gonna say because of our debt, our crushing, <laughs> crushing. <laughs> yeah, debt. we got to sell these tiny little <laughs> census offices. Um, they're headquartered in Suitland, Maryland, uh, since 1942. Um, and I wanted to talk about a particular census that I found interesting. The 1890 U.S. Census, so the 11th U.S. Census, was the first to use computational machines to tabulate the census data using punch cards in 1890. So they're using primitive, like, mechanical computers to do this. Well, primitive as of today. As of today. Yeah. So this is actually pretty cool. We're engineering fact. Here we go. Um, this, <laughs> this, this reduced the time it took to sort out the data from eight years to six years. Um, this was the first census in which a majority of the states recorded a pop, uh, recorded populations of over 1 million, as well as the, f- the first in which New York City, Chicago, and Philadelphia had populations of 1 million. The total population in the United States was 62,979,766. This is 1890. So in 1890, we still had less people than China did at 280. Well, wait, how many crazy. states did we have at the time, too? I don't know. I mean, that's probably, that's probably almost all of them. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, that makes a little bit of a difference. And I wonder, like, were they counting the native population or, like, I, yeah, all of that different stuff that. Um, yeah, I but it's know. interesting that they would do it every 10 years and it would take eight years to get the yeah. data. So they'd have two years of. Well, I guess they use it then for the next ten years still until yeah. they got the data. But it was really like they had two years left in the decade. Took them a long time, but uh, they they did a rough estimate, which was announced after six weeks, and the estimate was sixty two million nine hundred forty seven thousand seven hundred fourteen, which is only a difference of thirty two thousand people. And the, apparently, the American public didn't believe it because they thought the population was above seventy-five million. So basically, using their computational machines, they were actually able to come up with an extremely accurate census after six weeks. Wow! Instead of, but they used the full six years to like count it up exactly and make sure mm-hmm. everything was good, you know. So I thought that was kind of interesting, you know? Yeah. Um, And then the final fact is that in the U.S., New York City has always been the largest city since the 1790 census, when it had 33,000 people, Hmm. which would make it a small town by our standards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So those are my census facts. I thought I should uh, do some of those because it's kind of of fun. So Now are you ready for your town? Now I'm ready for my town. Are you ready for my town? I'm ready for your town. <laughs> okay. Um, once again, my brother suggested this town. This is Eureka Springs, Arkansas. And I know I shot on Arkansas in one episode, and you here we are. definitely did. <laughs> here we are. This one doesn't have a lot of bad stuff about it. This one's kind of cool, actually. Nice. Okay. Nice. nice. He just whispers. Uh, location. It is in northwest Arkansas in the Ozark Mountains. Um, population 2073. So it's, you know, right, yeah. right where we like it. Yeah. Small still. Small. Yeah. Um, so f- first fact, the, the city of Eureka Springs was established because of the hot springs found in the area. Um, there's like a ton of springs. Really? I would, I would have guessed Eureka meant something with minerals, like expensive minerals. Like Eureka, we found gold. Like, isn't that, uh, uh, Eureka is California. Isaac Newton said Eureka, but I feel like I'm going to look this up. Continue. But yeah, so, um, yeah, the, the, there was a bunch of hot springs in the area. Um, before the, um, 
Before the European settlers got there, Native Americans tribes such as the Osage, Creek, and Choctaw would visit the springs for their healing waters. So there was like medicinal properties to the hot springs, mm-hmm. which we all know, and they have benefits. They got minerals and stuff. Um, so this is what I looked up, and it's I was my thought was correct. Eureka is California's state motto. Oh, really? And that's because of like the the gold rush and like the stuff that they found. Interesting. So, okay. Yeah, that's why I associated the two. Okay. Um, but the hot springs. The more you learn. Um, yeah, so the hot springs. So the Native the Native American tribes would visit these hot springs because of their healing properties. Um, the springs became a source of legends. Uh, there was one story that uh, that was going around about, like, a Native chief whose daughter was, like, miraculously cured of all her ailments by, like, bathing in the hot springs. Mm-hmm. And these types of tales that were apparently very common led to um, the springs being believed that they were the uh, fountain of youth that Ponce de Leon sought. Mm-hmm. So like he heard the legends of like some healing like spring and he was like, Oh, there's a fountain of youth somewhere. And so let's try to find it. 1513 when he uh, came to Florida. Yeah. 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 I knew we talked about him. I, heard, I saw Jim Brewer last night and he referenced Ponce de Leon. Oh really? Yeah. Tool references Ponce de Leon in their new album. What a guy. What a guy. We should have started using him more in regular conversation. <laughs> yeah, you know, I had a real Ponce de Leon day, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I had a real Ponce de Leon moment the other day. Um, I was on the bus and I was like, wow, this is, must be how Ponce de Leon felt. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for the, for the fountain of youth and the, the filth of New York City. <laughs> oh, I was on a train last night and i got on uh, with my buddy and as we step on everyone on the train goes oh and i was like oh fuck what like what happened i'm looking around i can't tell what's happened and some dude just like puked in the back half of the train car like was everywhere it, it was not i was like oh my god this place is incredible i was i was on a platform the other day and there was next to me there were like 10 feet away there was like this homeless guy like like surrounded by garbage he's smoking a cigarette on the platform and he's like screaming and like shouting yeah. and it's like echoing and then standing right next to me is a mom and she has like her little kid who's probably like six or seven and this kid is like singing all happy <laughs> and stuff and i'm like this is why i moved to new york city it's yeah like, mm, it's perfect i have a, a fountain in my youth reference. Oh. Uh, so I, I went home this past weekend. Uh, I saw Jay Leno. And I went to the fountain, much like Ponce de Leon was searching for. Mm-hmm. The water fountain. And I was, uh, I had a, okay. I was eating a pear and I had two backpacks with me. Um, so I had like a, the pear, I put the pear in my mouth to go and put my bag down and grab my water bottle. And some guy comes up behind me and goes, better move out of the way when you, so you see someone come to the fountain. And like, I didn't hear him cause I had headphones in. So I like looked at him and then and he said it again. But you still had headphones in. Yeah. But I like, <laughs> well, I think I took one out at okay. that point and put it around my ear as I do. And then like, I had the pear like in my <laughs> mouth, like a, like a pig ready for roasting. Okay. I was going to say, yeah. And then I took it out and I like started to smile and laugh a little bit. Cause the whole situation was very funny <laughs> to me. And he just goes, you think it's funny. And I was just like, Welcome back to New York. <laughs> oh. But yeah, New York. Uh, great Eureka. Moments. Oh yeah, so they have these hot springs that have medicinal properties. Um, let's see here. What else we got? Um, uh, so European visitors were attracted here because of the mineral water springs, obviously. believe They believe they had therapeutic um, purposes. The spring's medicinal qualities were discovered by Dr. Alva Jackson in 1858. Apparently, Dr. Jackson did not reveal the source of his famous, quote, Dr. Jackson's eye water until 1879. So I'm guessing this is some type of snake oil he's selling to people. Mm. Um, In that year, uh, the doctor advised his good friend, Judge L.B. Saunders of Berryville, to try the springs as a final attempt in curing a bad case of erysipelas, a skin disease that caused extended inflammation. The positive results gained from the springs prompted Saunders to spread the word of the medicinal qualities of the water in and around the area later named Eureka Springs. And because of that, Eureka Springs became a resort overnight. So there was two guys, one guy was like, hey, try this out, you'll feel better. And then he felt better. And he was like, oh my God, tell everybody. And then now there's a city there, or a town. Um, uh, there's also... Uh, 
I found a, a, a cool website, um, well, a cool place that's kind of tied into this. Is um, Stillion.com. <laughs> Fountainofyouth.net. Um, but there's a museum, or a, kind of a museum there. There's something called the Blue Springs Heritage Center, which is both a museum and a bot- botanical garden. And the museum has stuff from um, the old days when it was first settled, and they have a lot of information about the, the native tribes that were in the area beforehand. So mm-hmm. if you're ever in the town, it's probably worth checking out. So... Yeah, I feel like well, I, when I was living in Florida, there was a spring that I would go to, and it had a like the the sugar mill, which was a mm-hmm. all you could eat pancake sugar? Oh. buffet, like and it was. But I they also it was a spring too that was there. Which spring was it? De Leon Springs. Okay, I'll continue this story once I look it up. It might have been De Leon Springs, and which would be fantastic. But yeah, <laughs> all right, fact. What was your continue? Oh my god! Okay, Whew. a lot of Ponce de Leon talk coming from Connor right now. I'm on a roll. <laughs> He's on a roll. Um, the entire city is on the National Register of Historic Places due to its Victorian style, which is pretty cool. The whole place, the whole thing. So it's like a a town, like the in the ordinance to build it a certain way? Yep. Uh, the, the city is filled with winding streets and Victorian architecture with no two streets intersecting at a 90 degree angle and there are no traffic lights. So apparently it's just like this, this the, the town is like a five mile loop that goes like up and down and like kind of winds around these hills and it was all built in this like Victorian era. So it's like all very stylized and very quaint and like... It's a, it's all a historic site. It's pretty cool. The whole town. And did the town blow up after the resort got settled in? Did it just attract a lot of tourists? Pretty much as soon as, as soon as they discovered that the Springs had medicinal properties that just kind of, the town exploded. But I mean, there's only 2000 people there, so, Mm -hmm. but they do get a lot of tourists. Um, this place is actually really beautiful. Like when I looked it up, if you look on Google images, they got a lot of cool stuff there. A lot of, a lot of very pretty places. Connor's looking at a map. Um, yeah, it was. I literally the the place I'm thinking of mm-hmm. was Daily on Springs. <laughs> um, okay, in Florida, which reminds me because they had the hot springs there as well, mm-hmm. um, and they also had like the Victorian era and the, the museum as well. And I just as soon as I thought of it, I was gonna make a reference, and I'm like, no, I'm ninety percent sure it's Daily on Springs, which it was, which is the greatest callback. Because I knew it was coming. I could feel it brewing, and then it just, you know, came from my mind. Well, I'm glad you were correct in your assessment of my first fact. Yes. Well, <laughs> Springs. Great place. I'm assuming it's a lot like this the spring that I went to, which was, like, very relaxing, like a state park. Um, but it was a lot of, like, the the history of people coming in. And they, they also brought, like, elephants. It used to be, like, a real, like... Tourist, yeah. What? Yeah, they had like they used to bring in exotic animals Did to they attract need people. To go to the hot springs. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's. I'm assuming this place has a similar history of like bringing in people through different types of attractions in addition to the I water. But it might be all wrong. I found was just the hot springs. Basically, oh, no, so they didn't use exploit animals. Uh, I hope not. <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> but no, there's a in in Colorado. We have. I think it's the largest spring in America called mm-hmm. Glenwood Springs. And it's basically like a, almost an Olympic sized pool, hot spring. That's awesome. It's great. I, I love it. I, uh, my first ever comedy show I was on was, um, the Aspen laugh festival. Cause I got like a, I like got third in an, an open mic competition to get a spot on mm-hmm. the festival. And I did the competition and then I was like, I can't stay in Aspen because I can't afford a $700 hotel. So I will stay in Glenwood Springs where it's like 50 bucks and they have the giant hot spring pool. So I like competed in the competition, crushed and got third and then went and chilled in the hot spring for like two hours. It's nice. That's such a relaxing thing to do. Oh yeah. Especially like it was February. So it was like freezing outside and you're just mm-hmm. like outdoor in this like hot spring. that's like 105 degrees and it's just so nice. Is it? sulfuric is it yeah kind of the smell too because i've yeah i don't want to derail our, our eureka you know but you know it, it's such a relaxing thing the only the only downside to uh the de leon springs was uh is alligators oh i like i i went there with a friend one time and we were looking at the manatees that come in and then mm-hmm. we were like we saw something go down and we both agreed that we're pretty sure it was like an alligator 
Uh-oh. You can't see the bottom of the... There's a closed-off swimming area, but mm-hmm. you just can't see the bottom still. Um, so that terrified me. But I don't know if Did you swim with the alligators? I, I forgot a bathing suit. Rookie mistake. Rookie mistake. But yeah, Eureka. Yeah, Eureka Springs. So f- fact number one, they got these medicinal hot springs there. Pretty mm-hmm. dope. Fact number two, the entire city is on the National Register of Historic Places, which is fascinating to me because it's like the whole place. Like usually it's just a building. My uh, my company um, does like, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but they we have to deal with um, installing things in buildings in New York City a lot of times. And one of the big problems is if a building that we need to put something in turns out to be a historic building, then mm-hmm. it just becomes a whole bureaucratic nightmare. Yeah. And like, it's crazy to think, okay, there's like a lot of buildings that are historic in New York City, but like a whole city being like a historic place. Yeah, I cool. wonder, they must have uh, ways to expedite the any renovation process. They've got to, they've got to. Okay, and then I'm going to, come down to our third and final fact of Eureka Springs today. So the town is famously haunted and is home to, quote, the most haunted hotel in America, the Crescent Hotel and Spa, built in 1886. So this place has uh, tons of ghost tours. You can literally just look up most haunted hotel in America and it'll bring you to the Crescent Hotel in um, Eureka Springs. Very haunted. They do tours, events, all sorts of stuff. Like they literally have like paranormal investigation packages where you go and stay the night there, and then they have like paranormal people come in and like show you ghosts. And pretty cool. But um, it was built in 1886. In 1937, Norman Baker bought the hotel and transformed transformed it into Baker Hospital. And he what? Cl- Why would you take something haunted and make it a hospital? It wasn't haunted yet. He's about oh. to make it haunted. So he turns into a hospital, and he also claimed he could cure cancer. He was not a doctor. In fact, he was pretty much just a charlatan. Um, he he experimented on, like, hundreds of people. And uh, his cure for cancer was he had, like, some serum made of, like, watermelon seeds and some other yeah. nonsense that he would just inject into people's tumors. Um, lots of people died there. And when he they died, he would cut the tumors out of their bodies and put them in jars and preserve them in the, the morgue underneath the hotel and then would leave the bodies in the morgue after they were dead. Forever? For a while. Um, so the, the morgue is pretty much the source of, like, most of the hauntings in the hotel. Apparently, like, in the basement, that's where it is, like, the the cross section of the morgue if you go straight up from it everywhere directly above the morgue is like haunted i just don't understand how people kept on going to him um medicine wasn't very good for a long time like a friend go in and not come back yeah you would word doesn't people didn't have yelp back then I feel like if you would notice a missing person, though. Probably. But people would send people there because, like, their flyers were literally like, we cure cancer. And people were like, well, of course. Like, <laughs> well, obviously we'll send them there. Um, if you go on their, like, website, like, they there's several interviews and videos. They've been on numerous ghost hunting type shows. A lot of, a lot of footage there. Um, very haunted morgue. They also had the pain asylum, which was a separate wing of the hotel where the Patients who were under treatment would just be screaming all night. It's so that place is very haunted as well. Um, they've had a lot of people die there, a couple murders and shit. And um, yeah, so the Crescent Hotel and Spa, very haunted. Go uh, check I it out. Haunted Eureka Springs. We got hot springs. We got old places, and we got a very haunted hotel. I don't. I don't do haunted. No balls. No orbs. No nothing. I don't. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I try not to do haunted. No, and just don't mess with that stuff. It is interesting to read about, I, but I prefer not to. I feel like the um, the Ghostbusters reboot, which is done filming, it's coming out sometime soon, should have been set here. Um, the Ghostbusters reboot came out like three years ago. No, not the all female one. Oh, the ma- they're making uh, doing another male reboot. Okay, interesting. Like Bill Murray's coming back in. I would hope so. And Dan Aykroyd, and then there's like speculation about. Uh, uh, I forget his name. Another one, but it should be. They should do remote ghost hunting. <laughs> Not in New York. 
No ghosts here anymore. No ghosts here. Yeah. So um, I would have. There's like so much about this hotel, though. But mm-hmm. we're not a paranormal podcast, and uh, there's other we're ones. We're a pair here. of guys podcast. We're a pair of guys. <laughs> <laughs> pair of dudes. We're a pair of comics <laughs> podcast. Yeah. So that's that's what I got in Eureka Springs, and uh, this is what happens when. I do two hours of research and then I have to throw it all away and pick a new spot. And, uh, but it was pretty cool. There's, there's actually a lot here. Uh, definitely check it out. Um, there's some, it's very pretty, some cool places to check out. And I love hot springs. So Eureka Springs. I was getting ready for our ad break by holding my microphone like, uh, like Simba in the Lion King. Okay, gotcha. I was like, what is he doing? Yeah. I was like, I don't know if you're aware, but you're also part of this podcast, Connor. <laughs> <laughs> Our show today is brought to you by Off Broadway, Off Off Broadway comedians. I don't even know what that means. Okay. He didn't yes and it, folks. Shame. No, I don't know. Like what what is what's what's significant off, about Broadway? Or off, off Broadway. Broadway. We're off off Broadway. Well, okay, we don't do comedy on Broadway, but what's on I, Broadway? I do. I have a show at the Broadway Comedy Club. Oh, is that what it's talking about? No, I don't know. I don't know. I've heard that expression a lot, but it Broadway's oh. just a street. I'm like, what's what's interesting? Well, like about Broadway this? plays. There's like a certain the plays, and then you have off Broadway. It's like the next tier down. You're not on Broadway. You're not on Broadway, kid. Give up your dreams. Well, we're going to lose that sponsor. That's for sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, no, if you're, I guess, not Broadway Comedy Club, book us. <laughs> no, book me Broadway Comedy Club. I, I've, I've had one show there, and it went fine. It went fine? Was that your 100-person bringer show? <laughs> for those of you who don't know, a bringer show is when a, a, a club is like, oh, you're a comedian? You want to... We'll let you perform on our show, but you also have to bring 60 people and they need to all buy $20 tickets and then they all need to buy five drinks a piece. So bring them in. Yeah. That's why I want to get better. So I have to do that like once and they're like, we're going to put you on professionally. I'm going to, my, my goal is to do no bringer shows because I don't believe in them. <sighs> I've heard pros, the person who got, so I did a, a pro, uh, the bringer show um, that led to a pro residency. And the person who got the residency was a pro that just wanted to get booked for two months. Mm-hmm. So they like they knew they were their skills were so good. They're like, well, I'll sacrifice it once to get booked more. Interesting. Yeah, uh, that's our sponsor though. No deodorant today. No, no uh, deodorant. eyebrow wiggling. No. Uh, yeah, so I just talk shit about bringer shows. <laughs> Are you ready? I guess so. Okay. So I Maxim knows the name. I was gonna do it like a surprise, because uh, it's Virginia City. And if you're listening at home, guess where it's located? West Virginia, Virginia, Nevada. Oh, yeah, Virginia City is a CDP, a census-designated place, which means it's uh, it's not an incorporated town. But it uh, it has like a representative, and sometimes it includes the the, the more sparse areas around it. Yeah, Virginia people there that need to be counted, but they do not have a government. Yes, it's it's location central West Nevada, like a kind of sitting along okay. the the 135 degree angle. So it comes straight down, and then it cuts over. It's 135 degrees. I'm guessing. It oh, looks okay. like that way because it's like 90 and then about another 45. I was going to say is that like a well-known thing or did you eyeball that? I eyeballed it for sure. For <laughs> sure. Population as of the 2010 census was about 855. 855. Five. That's pretty low. Yeah, it was pretty good. So this is... I. This was recommended by Jack Swimer, a friend, a person who I grew up with in Hampstead, New Hampshire. Gross. Get out of here. This is not... Hampstead's the greatest hometown I grew up in. <laughs> so yeah, Jack Jack's recommended this. And um, like Maxim was saying, he did a, some research on different places in Nevada. Um, and so now I found one that uh, was actually very... It, 
It was easy to find three facts. Very easy. Nice. I have four. Ooh. But it won't be. You know how many facts I had before I had to throw away my research? I had six. <laughs> cool. Cool brag, bro. I hate myself for saying that. I couldn't even finish the sentence. I hate, I hate. Bro. Bro. Cool, cool story, Bray. bro. Good, good shit. I do Bray. like saying uh, bros and women because I feel like. What? I like saying that in phrases. Like I've been writing jokes when I've had to talk about like guys and girls and say, I was like bros and women because bros, I feel like is more of a slight and women is the way we should like instead of girls, like men and girls. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I've thought about it before is like there are boys and men and then everywhere between those two, there's like dude, guy, young yeah, man, there's bro. A spectrum. There's a whole spectrum. But unfortunately for women, it's like you've got girls and women and women sounds like really like official. Yeah. And girls sounds like very kiddish. So it's like, I don't want to like what's what's between gal, chick, like a bunch of awful yeah. things you wouldn't want to say. Like there's got to be an equivalent, but everyone's just dudes, I guess. Dude, everybody's yeah, a dude. dude. People say dude all the time in the West Coast, which is like another thing. Um, all genders, people. But okay, okay. All right, Virginia City, heralded as the richest place on Earth after the discovery of a half billion dollars worth of gold and silver in 1859. Wow, that translates to a lot of money. Yeah, I got the the translation. Um, I, I was watching a video. And it came out in 2016, and it said it was worth six billion and five hundred thousand dollars in the current time. So that's 2016. We're three years out of that. So it's over six billion dollars. Wow, that's like 15 Jeff Bezoses. Yeah, it's a lot. And it was called the Comstock Load. That's what the was found Comstock there. The Comstock Load. And that when I saw that, that rang a bell, but I wouldn't have been able to place it. I, I've heard Comstock, but I don't know where. I have. Yeah, probably from this. The Comstock load, it was a load of silver uh, located under the eastern slope of the Mount Davidson Peak at the Virginia Range in Virginia City, Nevada. Um, It had mostly silver Mm -hmm. and some gold. But this was, so 1849 was the gold rush out in California. Right. This was the biggest uh, mineral, like, depository rush after that. Okay. So uh, it was named after after Henry Comstock, but there's some debate if he was the guy who actually found it. I, right. It's not not as relevant um, as I just didn't want to get into the whole, you know, the, the fresh hot controversy of who the Comstock, who found right, right. the Comstock load. Um, but it, this really drew a lot of people to the town and the population peaked in the mid 70s. And it was an estimated 25,000 people. Okay. So, and they're at 855 now. Yes. So it fell off. Wow. So uh, uh, it was in the 18, by 1880, the minerals had been depleted for the most part and people started to leave. But it was, we've talked a lot about um, like these towns blowing up because of the gold rush and then becoming kind of like uncivilized messes. Mm-hmm. But barely, this was more like a, a real industrial town people were i didn't hear as many stories of like uh hooligans coming in or like uh bandits running around like lawless judges yeah it was just awful things to people (laughs) and they might have had them but it seems uh, from the video i watched it was like a like there was just so much industry happening Mm -hmm. like they uh they invented some new ways to mine so they brought in um uh like lumber barons and people got rich off of that they brought in the railroad and a lot of people got very, very rich off of this place, which is why it was uh, the richest place in the world in 1859. Interesting. Yeah, it was. And then uh, it kind of fell apart. As, like, it, that's such a crazy thing to think. How many places like blew up and then disappeared? We just yeah. went in, took the resources and left. I think like a lot of the stuff we do are towns that were like big at one point and are just like super small now. Yeah, yes. Um, Let's see. So, uh, fact number two. Fact number two. Fact number, yeah. Virginia City could be considered the birthplace of the pen name of Mark Twain. Oh, what? That's cool. Yeah, so he was a reporter um, from February 1863. Uh, Let's see. So, he was there from 1862 
1864 in okay. Virginia City. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's when he started to use the pen name. So like it's... Okay. Um, and the reason he left, he was running away from a duel. Okay. <laughs> so uh, yeah, that's a... It's, uh, he was... Yeah, what was the name of the paper? It was uh, the Territorial Enterprise newspaper that he wrote for. Hmm. And so yeah, he started running, writing under that name. He came back a few times on lecture tours. And the first time he came back later to Virginia City, mm-hmm. he was mugged. Up okay. on the mountains. And it turns out the person that did the mugging was his friends. They thought it would be a funny prank to mug him. <laughs> and uh, the, it, he later wrote about the incident in, the, in his book, um, which clearly showed that he was not over it. That's kind of the takeaway. He was still pissed because they, they, he eventually got back the belongings mm-hmm. that they took from him. But just imagine your friends like, you didn't know your friends mugged you. You left and they, you get back to town. They're like, oh, wasn't that funny when you got mugged and lost like a $300 watch with sentimental value? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I'd be pissed. Yeah. So uh, we got some history. Real, real funny prank, guys. Yeah. Those are like 2015 YouTube pranks. Like, <laughs> it's just a prank, bro. It's just a prank. <laughs> yeah, bro. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, yeah. Samuel Clemens turned into Mark Twain right before our eyes. But that's also, I don't know, I guess it also talks a bit about how it was really like a town. They had the newspaper, they had uh, people, you know, it was like a, s- stuff going on. So, um, before, shortly before the 1880s, when the town kind of really hit, when people started really to leave, they had mm-hmm. a great fire. Okay. So, um, people, uh, they had a lot of fires in the town cause there was so much like industry and like experimenting, trying to get the, uh, the gold and silver out of the ground mm-hmm. that, um, it happened a lot, but this big one, the great fire of 1875, uh, caused $12 million in damage. And I don't know if that was in their t- money's time or our money's time, but 12 million is still a lot in today's time. Yeah. Uh, it would have been incredible. Incredible in their time, but it was. It's reasonable to think if they found what is half a billion worth of dollars back then, they there was a lot of money going around. So, um, like they burnt down a, like a, a lot of the town. It left over two thousand people homeless. Wow! And uh, it took a while to start rebuilding the town. So you couple with um, people leaving. Virginia city. Cause there's not as much gold mm-hmm. in the minerals. And then you just have a fire and then, right. uh, why what's, what's the, when was, what, what year was the great fire? 1875. Okay. So, and so the peak, go ahead, go ahead. You said the peak was in the seventies. Yeah. 1970s or 1870s. Uh, I'm trying to find that 25,000 in two, five, uh, the mid 1870s. So this was okay, at its peak. Yeah. At its peak, there was a giant fire and then everyone was like, eh, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know if that's exactly the order of events, but I imagine they could kind of see the signs and then they everything they lost everything. Okay. So that yeah, sucks. that's enough. That sucks. <laughs> that, would, that would cause me to leave my home. Yeah. If I was like, eh, there's nothing here. Yeah. For me, literally, it's gone. It got burnt down. So... And that leaves the question, what is left of Virginia City? Like, what is going on today with those 855 people? Do you want to venture a guess? I like guessing games. Um, They keep mining? No. Sometimes they, they eat breakfast. <laughs> only, only on Tuesdays. Only on Tuesdays. Um, they read books sometimes as well. These are all, you're right. I'm going to say every day they go to the bathroom, and the residents are between zero and seven feet tall for the most part. <laughs> Yeah, the uh so yes. I would say you are correct in all of that. But Wow, I'm so good at guessing games. But uh give me a guess of about how many people visit this place. So I'm a I'm about to guess an absurd number for some reason that I don't know yet. Um I'm gonna guess five million annually. You overshot. 
but uh, <laughs> by a lot. Yeah. It, yes. I mean, millions, but uh, on their county website and uh, they're in Story County of Nevada. Yeah. Uh, and this is the county seat. Okay. Nevada, uh, Virginia City. It's said 1.6 million people visit. Wow. Why? Um, they have a ton of events on Wikipedia though. It said 2 million people over 2 million people mm-hmm. visit. I don't know who's telling the truth. It's somewhere above one and a half million people wow. visit, uh, which you think 855, how many times the population is that? That's insane. It's yeah, but, uh, they, they host a lot of events. So they, in, um, let's see, it, they're basically a, a club with three employees, but they host events every single night. <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, so in 1861, you know how you, uh, your place, your town, Eureka was uh, a landmark, yeah. historic landmark. Yeah. Um, Virginia City was declared a National Historic Landmark District in 1961. Okay. So similar, and has been carefully preserved to retain the, the ca- historic character. It means like a lot of storefronts look a certain way. Right. Um, and so that's a part of it. You know, you have the nice aesthetic that, that can draw people in, but they host the craziest events. Like, like they host, I pulled up their calendar and I'll show you here. Those looking at home too. Um, this is their 2019 calendar. You see, it's pretty full. I don't want you reading cause I want to, there's get a lot reaction. of stuff there. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but now I want to read it because if we go by without saying what the events are, it's oh, I will. Crazy. I will say the events. Okay, so the, some of the events. All, all right, right, here we go. Um, this was 2019 mm-hmm. events. The 28th annual Rocky Mountain Oyster Fry and Ball Breaker Saloon Crawl. Oh God. Yeah. You know what Rocky Mountain Oysters are? I do. Okay. Yeah. Do you at home? Well, you don't. Oh, well, we just had a door of the Explorer <laughs> moment on small town radio. <laughs> um, they're, they're bull testicles. Yeah, they're bull testicles. I've never had one. I haven't either, but they're Colorado Rocky Mountain Oyster. It's Rocky people are like, yeah. oh, it's a Colorado delicacy. It's more of a joke. Like you can get them some places, but most people have not they had have, it. They have a whole day dedicated to this that's crazy making the best ones you know all that stuff but um they have the virginia city grand prix which i saw i think in the video i was watching it was the largest grand prix in the west like the motocross oh okay yeah i was like is that a horse thing no uh, uh talking about horses though um it had the 60th international camel and ostrich races Dope. Yeah. That's so cool. The video I watched said um, anyone can ride, which I feel like is a terrible idea. Yeah. I like you shouldn't get on an animal that you don't know how to ride and then race them. You shouldn't. Nothing should be for everyone and anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Especially I don't know where they get the animals from. Um, their natural habitats, unfortunately. <laughs> well, yeah. Initially, I don't know. Like there's a company that travel. The video shows people getting on the backs of these animals and racing them. The ostriches are a union. <laughs> if you want them to come to your town to race them, you have to talk to the ostrich union overlord. Yeah, they have a, they have the <laughs> their uh, the union bosses. You know, kind of oh, tied yeah, yeah. in with the. Uh, you got some stuff going on. It's a it's a really wrinkly old uh, ostrich in a in a jacket, and he smokes cigarettes, and then yells at you, but he'll eventually make a deal with you. Uh, he smokes camels. He smokes camels. Ooh. <laughs> uh, let's see what else. They've, uh, I think you'd enjoy this date. Doc's real cowboy wild west fest. Ooh. Hey, I don't know exactly what it is, but I can assume uh, you yeah. dress up. Um, and like you're in the West still, uh, despite me loving cowboy stuff. I've never worn a cowboy hat or cowboy boots. You could wear both of them. I think you wear the cowboy hat without people looking too often at you. It would be fun to wear a cowboy hat. Yeah, we should do it. We should do it, yeah. We should get Stetsons. There you uh, go. Close to Delion Springs. Call back. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and the last one uh, that I was really of note, they have so many on there. Uh, the 30th Annual World Championship Outhouse Race. Do they push them down a hill or something? <laughs> I like to imagine, I know what it is, but I like to imagine that someone goes into that house, they've all eaten a bunch of chili, and they just figure who finishes first. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, people put uh, outhouses on, like, bikes. 
Okay. And they don't pedal them. The video I watched, people were pushing them from behind trying to race. So it's really a foot race where you're pushing an outhouse on wheels in front of you while someone's in it. But Interesting. This has been happening 30 years. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I this is a place on my list of like, I would want to go and spend a weekend. Yeah. I mean, those are some pretty awesome events. Like that's, that's enough to make me be like, okay, yeah. And I'm sure they have like, if Mark Twain was there, I'm willing to bet they have some Mark Twain related stuff. They had a ton of me. I mean, I, I stopped looking it up. This is a town in the future. I figure we'll, we'll end up going back to certain towns be like, Oh, we learn more. There's more like we can very likely, deeper. very likely. Yeah. This is one of those towns where like they have museums, a ton of museums, a ton of uh, things that would draw people in that you could learn about. Uh, I'm sure they have stuff with the mines because mm-hmm. uh, it was a huge rush. That's awesome. The richest place in the world. Yeehaw. Yeehaw. Um, we're, we're at an hour now. We are? With our, our pre-talk. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. We're I, so good. I was like, my stuff went shorter than I thought it would. Yeah. To be honest. Mine, mine did too, but we talked about the census. Yeah. Um, which also went shorter than I thought it would. <laughs> but uh, if you, if you could, if you could, uh, if you were going to race any animal, what would it be? Do you want? Do you no want? No f- fucking Harry Potter bullshit. Right. <laughs> I was gonna say humans. Oh, well, which was that is that's what cool. I did for a while. I I raced as a person. Oh no. Okay. Uh, like if you were gonna ride an animal, <laughs> well, that's what I'm thinking. Races. Yeah, piggyback races would be kind of fun. What if? You, hear me out. Piggyback races. Humans run with pigs on their back. Those poor pigs. It's better than the other way around. It is, but... Piggyback. I guess so. Pigs in a blanket race. Oh. You have... Pigs in sweaters. <laughs> Cozy what? pig race. Mm, if I, I feel very weird saying what animal I'd hop on the back of and ride. I think it'd be exciting. I feel like a gorilla would be exciting, only because they're so big that it's like getting a piggyback from like a very large person. Um, How friendly is this gorilla? I don't know. Let's just assume whatever you're writing is going to like let you write it. Hmm. Rhino, that would be pretty cool. Ooh, that'd be cool. Um, maybe like a big fish. Or an, a bird. Or a bird. Ooh, a bird would be cool. Maybe like, I think a dolphin what, what, would be dope. What animal though? Like if I, I'd say rhino's a really strong pick. Yeah. That'd be maybe pretty a fun sweet. one. Yeah. But uh, theoretically, protect the rhinos. Yeah. Reality. Yeah. I will keep them. I, I've already established my uh, rhino rescue in that abandoned mine from <laughs> a couple you, episodes ago. Do you, um, if you were to make a day though, if you were to bring a holiday in, because you got random ones, random festivals, what would it be? You know, we talked about uh, last week, we briefly joked about the Goblin Festival. <laughs> and I've been thinking about that a lot. And I would just, I feel like I would love that. Just like a holiday where it's a full weekend and everyone just comes out dressed as a goblin with like pointy ears and like green face paint and stuff. And you just. This is also get... a Baby Yoda thing now. Oh, yeah, I guess it is. <laughs> yeah. No, but you know, like, I feel like, like, it would, like, I'm imagining St. Patty's Day, but it's Goblin Day. So it's just a drinking holiday where everyone's dressed like a goblin and like... Goblins, goblets. Ooh. That's, yeah. That's like a drinking game that I would make up yeah. for the festival. Goblin, goblets. Mm, I, what about you? Uh, I think that's funny. Something nonsensical. Something where you have some dressing up and you have like bands and like a festival atmosphere at the end of like this mm-hmm. this more parade but what would the theme be um dressing up what would be fun to dress up as uh, not a cartoon like i want it to be something very specific i don't know I'm not an employed that. comedian <laughs> <laughs> if you had the money you wanted if you had the money you wanted you just yeah. go in like a some nicer clothes yeah what about like Pioneer? Mm. There's a lot not of Pioneer, not like Western. I just imagine, I just want to see a guy that wears uh, overalls with a bucket around his private parts, you know? Oh, okay. Yeah. Like a, one of those, like one of those barrel costumes. Yeah. Everyone dresses <laughs> like that. That's your, ho- that's your holiday. No. <laughs> I was also thinking like, uh, I don't, hmm, Goblins is so good. I don't know. I think that's why. I'm like trying to find something that might be better. See, 
I think nothing would beat Goblin Day because like you could have like goblin themed there's a there's a band I, called Necrogoblicon. It's a goblin themed metal band. And yeah. It's really funny. Like really good and hilarious uh their videos. But I got one. What? Okay. Um you have to know the reference, but oh boy. Floops and thumb thumb days. Whoa. That would be cool. Everyone's, spy kids. Yeah. Not spy kids in general, just but the, the, the thumb flu- thumbs the, and thumb the, th- the floop anim. Even though that was kind of creepy because they turned people. I will say when that movie came out, that was the stuff of nightmares <laughs> for me. Like, I loved that movie as a kid, but like the floops were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that happened. They had like, so much technology. Though. What was it? Spy Kids 2 was way cooler with the island. Oh yeah. And Steve Buscemi. Yeah. And Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Hmm. And Danny Trejo. And maybe just animals. I feel like that could be a positive one. You dress up like your, your favorite animal. That'd be cool, <laughs> except... Uh, furries would go to it. Oh. And then, uh, yeah, gross. Um, tree day? Tree day. <laughs> we plant trees dressed as trees. Dressed as trees. And then we have beer. Okay. Be nice. Tap. Mm. Like, ooh, camouflage festival. <laughs> everyone's like, it's in the woods and everyone's no in like, no one show up suit. festival. <laughs> That would be funny. It's just like a, it's a big party in the woods, but everyone's in ghillie suits. And so you can't really see anybody. <laughs> Act invisible party. I'd be so down with that. That sounds so fun. Or like, oh, here's something. Okay. It's a, you like have a festival all day, but it's like, it needs to be kind of a controlled environment. Then you have a giant game of flashlight tag. Just like in this old Western, like uh, old pioneering ghost town. What's flashlight tag? When you, you play you're at night. It's like, okay, maybe more like manhunt. Oh, okay. But that could be too big with too many people. Like flashlight tag is like, or like capture the flag. Um, capture the flag. But if someone's on your side, you like shine the, the light on them. And if the light hits them, then they have to go to jail. Ah. It's just like some outdoor game from my childhood. We used to play, um, uh, kids, kids would play fugitive. Did you hear about that one? I, I, I know the name. It was, uh, basically there's like, Two teams, like one te- one group is like fugitives and the other group is like the police. And then the fugitives yeah, yeah. are on foot and they have to like walk across the town while the people are that are the police are in the are in cars and they're like trying to like find them basically. Yeah. And uh that game is illegal now in my hometown because it was just like a yeah, it was a problem. But when I was a kid, we used to play, we used to call it jailbreak, which is hide and seek tag, but on our street at night. Yeah. And I was really good yeah. at the hiding part, but not the tag part as much. But yeah. If you, um, I'm trying to think with like our town, like would you, in this day and age, mm-hmm. given today, mm-hmm. if someone was like, hey, I guess this is the equivalent of oil, but say there are minerals. Like someone's like, you can go panhandling for gold here now. Do you think you would make the jump? No, I don't think I would either. I don't think think I'm a, the modern context is, is it's hard to take away. Well, it also feels like what just get a robot to do it or something. I don't know. (laughs) Get someone who, whose life is more miserable than mine to like, yeah, it's kind of what we're doing with like, uh, fracking and stuff like that where people are going out and getting the resources out that way. So it's not as fun of a question. Yeah, not super down with that. Not not down with that. Um, anything else? Um. Ponce de Leon? Ponce de Leon. De- I they definitely Christ. have that somewhere. For sure. There's no there, there's doubt. There's gotta be. Yeah. No, I don't know. That was, that was a good one in uh, Nevada. I'm surprised. Yeah, Jack, thanks so much. That was really cool because there's, like I said, there's so much more to read about. Um, the fact, like I was getting through, I was just reading the Wikipedia page and I'm like, oh, clearly this, this is a historical event that goes there. Oh, Mark Twain put out his pen and just like kept on going. Yeah. And uh, I'm now interested to hear what drew Jack to it. I'm assuming the events mm-hmm. are crazy and they probably get a they could probably make it pretty far that's cool towns in north dakota take note yeah what it (laughs) once again (laughs) either have natural resources other than oil or have more events have events that's all you got to do just dress up your town like it's another country have some (laughs) events yeah um plugs plugs okay um you can find me on twitter at 
Maxim of Allen. You can find the podcast there as well at ST Radio Pod and same on Instagram at ST Radio Pod. If you have suggestions or anything else you want to yell at us about, um, get at us on smalltownradiopodcast at gmail.com. Or message us through Instagram. Or Instagram. Yeah. Which is fine too. Um, the, um, our show? There no, are there tickets for our show? No. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll, when we get the flyer, we'll put it up on Instagram and if you love us, you'll follow us there and then you can come and marry us. Yeah. You can come and book us on more shows. <laughs> yeah. Thanks so much. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. Thanks uh, again to my brother for the town suggestion of Eureka Springs. And next episode, it's going to be a little bit of a shakeup. Yeah. we got a little bit of a shakeup because uh, Connor will be out of town uh, next holidays. week. Yeah. So we wanted to pre-record one and it's a little different because it is. I think you'll like it. I think you'll like it. It'll be fun. Okay. Bye. Bye.